0: amazing session and i'm with derek depker who i guess to me he needs no introduction but to you all he might he a multi-time best-selling author he's i, f- I first got to know him because he helped me with audiobooks he's got an amazing audiobooks uh, instructional course and and he's a musician a rocker uh a but r- most of all it just a digital entrepreneur who I've learned a ton of things from, and we're going to talk about a lot of things today, specifically email, but Derek, welcome aboard.
1: Yeah, glad to be here, right?
0: <laughs> so let's just talk about, you know, the, the theme of what we're talking about is how do we build a business on the back end of our of our books and give us a quick 30,000 foot view of how you got to where you are and, and if you can incorporate, you know, okay, what you did from the time of book publishing to awesome entrepreneur, that would help us a lot.
1: Yeah, so 30,000 foot view. I'll be uh, relatively brief and and focus on the key lessons I got that you can take away as the listener and watcher of this. Uh, When I got started, this was back in 2011, I discovered the whole world of entrepreneurship. because I moved to LA to become a rock star. So that was my whole thing, uh, playing guitar. And one of the things that I was taught early on, even though I struggled for a couple years trying to figure out the whole online business thing was that it all really boils down if you make it your core focus to build your email list. And so that became my thing, whether it was through blogging or YouTube videos or whatever it was. And then eventually I got into book publishing and my first book sold two copies in that first month. I think one copy was to my mom. Uh, And then eventually uh, a few months later, I published my third book, became a number one bestseller in weight loss, made almost $6,000 in royalties in 11 days. And that's, you know, how I figured out I cracked the code, but it's not book royalties that have been the biggest thing for me, even though I've sold you know, a little over a hundred thousand books now at this point. Most of my business, and chances are for you uh listening to this, your business is going to come on the back end of the book. So the the real simple way I've approached business since you know. About a decade ago, up until now, was whether it was launching courses or books or anything like that. The whole focus was they're coming into your email list. Then you're engaging with your audience on your email list, continuing that relationship going. And since then, it makes it easy because if I have any new. Uh, courses, if you have new coaching programs, if you have anything you want to launch, even things that you don't even know you're going to come up with, which was the case when I was starting out. I'm like, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do on the back end of this book. Maybe I'll do some affiliate programs. Maybe I'll create a course, whatever it is. I didn't have to have it all figured out. I knew as long as I'm promoting a book or whatever it was, using that to build my email list, then engage with that email list. I could launch anything else i wanted to down the road or promote anything and use that to keep the income coming in Uh, so the real simple business model for me is pretty much all roads lead back to your email list and then your email list leads out to everything else as well so if i'm promoting on social media the social media drives back to email list If i want to promote something on social media my email drives back there so it's these you know kind of back and forth roads that go uh, to everything and it just makes life easier uh, because I don't think about tons of moving pieces. That's That becomes part of it. But everything going back to email and coming from email just makes, uh, makes it easy to keep your focus.
0: You're, the way you're describing it, it's almost like it's a hub for, mm-hmm. you know, it's a hub, it's an incoming, outgoing hub for your business. And I hadn't even thought of it that way before. And, and you're describing it as just it's a, an asset with versatility. And what's interesting, because I follow you, you send an email every day. We'll we'll talk about that in a second, kind of your strategies behind that. Um, But, you know, what I've noticed for me, too, is like, if I need to do something, you know, I can certainly promote somebody else's product. I I may not even know what I'm going to, I should know what I'm going to do next week, but maybe I don't. I still have a lot of options available because I have an email list. I don't have a lot of options available if I need to market something or create my own product um, in that case. So but so let's talk about that. The you know, the f- next strategy step of your email list. OK, so you're building this list. What's you, in, in your specific situation? What is your kind of strategy as far as uh, e- how often you're emailing, what you're offering, what's your how far in advance you're planning and how much of a priority is the list versus everything else in your business?
1: That was like 18 questions, but I'll let you figure (laughs) it out. So let's, yeah, I'll figure it out. I got you. Right. right. Uh, so. In terms of strategy, there's going to be kind of maybe two segments that we can focus on for now, which is list building and then list engagement, right? So obviously you have to have a list in order to engage that list. At the same time, I would actually recommend depending on where you're at in your journey. So everyone's at a different spot. I would recommend focusing first on what you're going to say to your list. If that's creating out an autoresponder, if that's practicing, you know, writing emails, uh, I work with a lot of authors and entrepreneurs who, um, you know, when they're just getting going, they're like, well, I only have, uh, you know, 30 people on my email list or seven people or three people or whatever it is. And so the mistake would be thinking I have to build this big list and then I'm going to f- start emailing them and figuring out what I'm going to say. Right. Uh, it's kind of like I heard in fitness, like, oh, I'm going to get in great shape and then I'll start going to the gym. It's like, that's probably a little backwards. Like, uh, you know, focus on, you know, um, the exercise first. And so It's like even if you only have a few people on your list or or virtually no one, first of all, I'd argue you probably do have people that could be on a list. That's uh, friends, family, contacts, referrals, however it is, people that you've uh, worked with before. Even if it's a small list, start building the practice of writing emails. And if you feel more comfortable writing social media posts, those social media posts could become – Emails. If you feel more comfortable speaking on podcasts, then you can speak on podcasts and take transcriptions of what you said, modify it, take little bits, and sometimes that can become emails. So I point this out. Uh, you know, if you're watching this, you probably are an author, so maybe you you do like to write. The point is a lot of ideas that I have for emails come from other content that I create that gets transformed into emails and vice versa. I write emails, they get transformed into other pieces of content. So the first focus is on actually writing your emails, developing that craft, and then simultaneously or, or shortly thereafter, it, it can uh, shift the focus to building your list. So it can break down, you know, list building strategies and list engagement strategies, Uh, focusing first on list engagement. You ask Ray like, well, how often? And this is one of the most common questions I get, you know, how often, what are your promotions like? What do you do in these emails? And the issue with, uh, you know, trying to give a definitive answer is I'm not you. And each of you, you have your own preferences, you have your own audiences and things like that. There are some fundamental principles though. And when people ask the question about how often, that's an important consideration, but it's secondary. Uh, same thing with how long should my emails be, right? Okay, kind of an important consideration at times, but it's still secondary. And it's secondary to well, here's an interesting question. I just this popped in my my mind like a week or two ago. I know it's a really bizarre question. Bear with me here, and that is. How could you? Not that you would want to, but how could you punch someone in the face and have them pay you for the privilege? All right? Okay. Now, again, hopefully you don't want to punch someone in the face, but right, oh, right, you popped on any anything <laughs> yeah. just uh, suddenly come. To no, mind?
0: I just, I just wanted to, you to see my reactions because I'm totally into this story and or the the analogy. So
1: yeah. Keep going. Well, I asked this uh, to some people on a training and the first answers were like, well, you could, you could offer them money. And I'm like, okay, it's not a wrong answer, except I go, how, how about you don't offer them money and they're actually paying for it. And you could tell them, you know, the story and you could do all this. And I'm like, the answer is, you know, pretty simple. One answer is a boxing class, right? Start a boxing gym. People will come and pay you money, basically get punched in the face. Right. And. The I know it's like, where, where are you going with this and how in the world is this tying to email marketing? Well, it's one of the most important things, and that is understanding the context that you're in, in the situation, right? So um, if I'm walking with a friend and I just, you know, hit him in the face, he's not going to be happy. He shouldn't be happy. But we step foot in a gym, put on some boxing gloves. Now, all of a sudden, it's totally cool, right? And so the whole thing is tying back to email now. The first thing is understanding who your audience is, what are they interested in, and then creating the expectation around it. So uh, Ray, I know you're also on on Ben Settle's email list. One of the things that he does, and this is key, is when you sign up, he's very upfront about what you can expect. Hey, you're gonna get daily emails, sometimes more. They're gonna be promotional. I'm gonna sell something, right? And you go into it kind of like, this is what you're you're in for. If you don't like it, you don't have to sign up. You don't have to stick around. It's kind of like you you step foot in a gym saying, hey, look, we're not going to try to hurt you, but we're going to be putting on some boxing gloves. This is a place you learn boxing, part of learning boxing. You're going to get, you know, you're going to be punching. You're going to have people punching at you. Are you OK with that? And the people are like, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, or no. And then in which case, OK, don't sign up. So it, when you realize that it's more about how you frame things in the environment or the world that you create now, in extension from that could be, well, how often do you want to email? What kind of content do you want to create? So on and so forth. So one of the biggest things is if I say, and you hear like, Oh, Derek emails daily, I'm not saying everyone has to do that. You could get by maybe with a weekly email, you know, every couple of weeks, there are people who do different strategies. The thing is, it's, uh, you gotta understand that when people are coming into my world, a lot of times I'm saying like, this is a daily newsletter or, uh, hey, look, I'm gonna be promoting things from time to time, if you have an issue with that, this isn't gonna be for you, right? And also giving them the benefits of sticking around of why I recommend the things I do and making sure that the, the emails I send have engaging stories or maybe I'll ask questions like, how do you get someone to pay you to punch you in the face and get your mind working or whatever it is, and so people know that. So one of the first things when people sign up for your list or even before they sign up for your list is you being clear on what experience you wanna create for your audience. And that's why I say, then it's a secondary consideration of how often are you gonna email them? Are they gonna be longer? Are they gonna be shorter? Let's go with email length. If you say, hey, look, I send an email, hypothetically, I'm gonna send an email once a week. It's gonna be a deep dive on this topic. You know, It's not gonna be these short form contents. I mean, it's gonna be you know a, a 2000 word article or whatever. And hey, that, it's for you if you like that kind of thing. If you don't, it's not gonna be for you. Or you might have a list where you say hey i'm going to send a daily motivational quote and you're going to get an email every day or it's going to be this or it's going to be that the whole thing is you decide the experience that you want to create you decide who's going to be attracted to that and make it really clear and this is also nice because then you're not trying to please everyone i know there are people who don't want daily emails and i'm okay with them not being on my list it's not not that they're Anything wrong with those them? It's just like someone else can serve them. I know who I want to serve. I know what I want to do. So um, I say all this because I can give. You know, here's what I do. Yeah, I do a daily email. Uh, sometimes it's just pure, let's say, content. Uh, sometimes it's uh, you know more promotional in nature. Uh, it's usually a mix where I want uh, I want people to enjoy the email, even if it's you know, selling something or promoting something or feel like they got something from it. I'd say at least 80% of the emails I have, um, do that At the same time. There are some people who just want to sign up and they're totally happy getting straight promotions. Uh, you know, it, it's all about what you want to create. So that's the the main thing I want to leave you with there. And then, right, if you have other, you know, more tactical, technical questions happen to answer them. I think you bring up a, a great point
0: too, is, is getting the right people. I think at least you know for me the experience was well i'll wait till i've got a course or i've got a you know something then i'll get start building a list then i'll email the people and we start stacking these things kind of in the reverse order but the other thing like in your analogy you go say hey you want to learn how to box you bring them in the ring and then you hand them some flowers they'll be like what What what's this for i'm not in the right spot and you know, I think we treat that, we, we get people on our list and then we're like, oh, I might offend them. It's like, well, they, they came in the first place because of most likely whatever your opt-in was or your, you know, the topic. So them hearing about that topic, you know, we shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, that was one point I thought of like, yeah, I think I struggled with that in the beginning. And it just, you know, but let's talk, talk if if, if some if I come to you and I say, okay, look, I've got a book. uh And, you know, well, just what I just described, I'm thinking about putting together a course, then I'm going to build my list. You, How are you coaching me in that particular situation?
1: Yeah. So it's going to be like you, like you mentioned, it's pretty much the reverse of that. Uh, Now that's not to say there can't be exceptions um, to this. This is, this is my strong bias though. And I like to be as efficient as possible. I like to have options and, and things like that. So I'll give a quick example of something. I remember I was on a, a, a training as a big zoom room. So there's tons of people making comments and someone talked about, they were going to, uh, I think, what was it? They were going to start a start a podcast or maybe they were going to start going on, um, podcasts. And I got to think of, of what it was and, and it was like, um, Whatever they were saying is like, well, the the effect was they were waiting um, to maybe, man, I can't remember it now. So ultimately what I remember was thinking um, kind of like what authors do is they go, I'm going to launch a book and then I'm going to build an audience and I'm like, um, or, or wait in something about waiting. And I am like, you can start building the audience for your podcast before you launch your podcast. That was the ultimate takeaway I gotta right. get is you can get people on an email list, getting them ready for the podcast before it launches you can get it you can be dripping saying hey in a month we're going to launch it get ready you know ideally you want to have people ready to go and same thing when launching a book you want to have people ideally signing up for your list before your book launches and then once they're on your list uh, through your book you want to be start doing this and part of the reason is once you have an audience built you can be building the relationship with them and it can also inform what you create so let's say you you got a book you launch it you have some uh some readers who are now on your email list you know like maybe i'm thinking about doing a course but i'm not sure what i'm going to do or when i'm going to do it great you have an audience you can ask them what their biggest challenge is so brian levec uh, ask method was big uh, po- really popularized this idea of like what's your number one struggle or your number one challenge with insert topic right so having the audience first having the email list engaging with them talking to them you get that important feedback and you get to warm them up and get them get them ready. Again, uh, as of recording this movie, Top Gun Maverick is, is about to come out. I'm super psyched for it, right? And one of the things that happened is like the trailer came out like two years ago and it's been delayed, but they, they released these teaser trailers. And then the next one, and each one comes out and I'm like, ooh, I'm getting more and more excited. Whereas if all of a sudden I was just like, if I never had heard about it and just randomly they go, oh, by the way, there's a new Top Gun movie out. It'd be like, oh, there. There is Uh, okay, well, that's pretty cool. I guess, you know, I'll probably check it out at some point, but by like putting out the teasers and building the anticipation, it's like, Ooh, I want to see it. I want to see it. And you want to create that same effect with your email list. So if you're about to launch a book, if you're about to launch a podcast, if you're about to launch a course, or you're even thinking about it, engaging with your list, not only can give you some of that feedback, but now they're getting this sense of anticipation. Right. Otherwise, one of the reasons why going on vacations that can be a good investment is if you have a vacation coming up in, let's say, three months, not only and it's a week long vacation, not only do you enjoy that week of vacation, you have three months of excitement building up to it right? So you want to create that same experience for your audience and for your email list by engaging with them and, in you know, teasing ideas or saying, Hey, I'm thinking about creating one of these three things. What would you be most interested in? You can co-create it with them and you can also get that excitement built up. So they're more likely to buy whenever you release it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, you know, it reminds me of when I was a freshman in high school, and no, I was in the freshman soccer team and I was one of the better scores and the coach decided he was going to pull us all out and and i said what are you doing coach put me back in he's like no i'm going to save you all and i'm going to put you all in with five minutes left and then we're going to really sock it to him it's like we can't wait till then to do it you know we we got to get in there and do it and i think the same thing here is you know what you're saying all these activities that you want to do you know either before after the list they help you create the list too. I mean, if you, if you launch a course, that's gonna help you create a list. Um, But you you certainly can't wait to um, do it when you, when this is gonna be the, as you you described in the beginning, the hub of your business. So it's, it's.
1: uh, Yeah, and on, on that note, like, if the first way you build a list is by launching a book or launching a course, Okay, you know, you you start somewhere, right? It is this chicken or the egg scenario, right? Like you gotta have something you put out there to build the list, uh, but then maybe you build the list before putting something out there. It's kind of like talking with authors about getting book reviews. Like you want reviews to sell the book, but you need to sell the book to get reviews, and so you you know you usually get like early readers and have to do these proactive things. So I understand you might not have like a massive list until you do the course launch or book launchers or. or whatever else it is the whole thing though is even if you have just a a relatively small list even if it's just people that you've met in person and networked with and and things like that at least once you have the list coming in know what you're going to send them I mean write out some of those emails get something ready to go so it's not like all of a sudden I have all these people uh you have all these people on your list you're like oh, wait, now what? I haven't even thought about what I'm going to say to them or or what I'm going to do. This is an interesting thing. Uh, A a really powerful question is, let's say you go, I want to sell a thousand copies of my course. Okay. Are you ready to sell a thousand copies of your course? Do you have the ability to support those, those customers? Do you have the technical setup or whatever it is? And sometimes people realize, oh, wait, I couldn't even handle that many Uh, customers and so sometimes people will self sabotage because unconscious part of the brain goes I'm not even ready for that level of success so that's why you think with the end in mind you go do I have the infrastructure am I prepared do I have the the support in place the follow-up in place all of that you get that ready first which gives you more confidence same thing with your email list if if you all of a sudden had 10,000 people or 50,000 people added to your email list tonight tomorrow do you know what to do with all those people? If yes, great, then you're prepared. If not, get that level of preparation done first and then it'll open the doors to actually, uh, both psychologically as well as practically to actually then get focused the focus on the list building side of things.
0: It's. Have you ever had a, um, cause I've heard stories like this and I've got my own, but have you ever had a situation where th- having that list bailed you out of some kind of financial
1: hole or, or, you know, Kind of emergency situation um yeah i mean i would say since a lot of my income comes from my list there are times where it's you it, i'm not going to say this is going to happen the you know the moment you build a list if you don't have any prior sales experience or, or you know content creation or affiliate marketing experience you gotta have some experience but for me it's very comforting to know oh uh i need to raise some money oh it's tax time oh tax bills a little higher okay um what am i going to do oh make an offer right? And so it's so nice to be able to go, all I need to do is make an offer to my list. Now, again, I don't, I'm not going to say, you know, some person with no prior experience can do this. That's why I'm saying build your chops, build your email marketing chops, build the, the chops to even create an offer. And this is, uh, another thing that you can do with email, uh, not required though, is you can sell something before you create it. And that's, often what I do is I, uh, pretty much every month actually, uh, I, I, create like new challenges. And so a lot of times it's now for a membership before though I was selling it individually. And so I'd go, Hey, this month I'm going to be doing the X, Y, Z challenge. It starts on Monday, email my list, get sales in for it, get that revenue coming in and then go create the, the challenge for the people, you know, who are doing it that, that following week. And so a lot of the income that I have has come from just going, I have a list. I want to create an offer for them. I sell the offer and I've done this particularly for those challenges only through email. And this was mostly last year, meaning I didn't have a whole sales page I didn't have this or that. I sent out a series of emails to a checkout cart where they, when they click the link, it's basically just enter your credit card information, right? And purchase this thing. So no fancy sales page, pure email selling a thing. And that is like, if I want cash or I need cash for something on the spot, it's going uh, to the list. Now caveat here, some marketers take it to the extreme where they just treat their list like an ATM. They're going, I want money. Let me extract it from my list or whatever. That's not what I recommend. This is coming from a place of genuine service where I will not just make offers to my list just for the sake of money if I don't actually believe in the offer, whether it's my own offer or an affiliate offer. And so this is also key. Part of the reason I believe I've uh, been successful with email marketing and with my list and with promotions is they know there's that trust built up where I'm not just going to promote something to make money. I'm not just going to treat it like an ATM. I realize these are human beings. And even if that means not promoting something and also sending plenty of emails that I believe can help uh, people and empower them. That don't even have an offer that is, you know, just contributing and helping build that relationship. So it goes both ways, you know, right? It can help you make money. but That's not uh, just the, the sole focus to the extreme that um, you're not also considering how, how you're being of service and really having a, a genuine relationship. Just like with a person that, you know, in real life, if you only if someone only comes to you when they want something <laughs> from you, it's not. We've it all like had those. Icky.
0: Those type of friends yeah. too. It's like, yeah. Why are you calling? I know why you're calling me. <laughs> I haven't heard from you in two years. The, yeah, and I, I I think that's a great point. In fact, that won't. The, what you described. I mean, I've, it's happened to me. It won't work if you haven't built up trust. If you haven't, you know, shared uh, valuable information first. But um, it is an asset that can help you out in a pinch. And so, it and 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 specific specifically from what you just said it's i I have done that multiple times where it's i was in nepal one time for a wedding had the family there and we had gone and we had done a lot of it on points and all this stuff but um but it was tight like the cash in the bank was tight and i put out an offer right before i left well three sales came in about five days into the trip you know it was 500 bucks each just into my account i'm like now I can rest easy. We can go to the nicer restaurants, all that kind of stuff, just because, uh, you know, but I had built the trust and it was it was a product that, you know, I knew was I was going to fulfill on and and uh, I was good at. So, there, of course, there's that. But it gives you the ability with people who trust you to make some kind of offer that's, you know, a, a offer that's too good to refuse that's worth more value than the money they're going to pay. Uh, but it gives you the ability to generate cash in a pinch, but also run your business that way. So I I really like what you're saying there.
1: Yeah. And I've seen coaches do this. I I feel like i probably did something like this years ago. Um, probably been over five years ago. It's kind of like, uh, send out like a real simple, like coaching offer. Like, um, I think there was some time I was like visiting my family. I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm out of, out of town right now. And I got some more free time. I am kind of just hanging out in Indiana, uh so i'm opening up some coaching spots you can get like coaching at a discount you know just fill up you know five spots or ten spots or whatever and uh here's a special deal if you want to take advantage of it you can it is kind of like a quick uh simple little offer like that or you know, you know get i don't know five ten people sign up and boom lock in those coaching spots they get like a good deal and you know it's just kind of thing like okay you know i'm i'm sitting here i'm hanging out uh i got maybe a little more uh time available looking for a way to fill it and it's just like make an offer to the audience. And all they gotta do is just like, hey, hit reply if you're interested. And then just chat with them. Again, there's not a big sales page set up. There's not a huge webinar, big fan webinars that you don't have to create all these things. When you have that relationship with the list, you can send it out, have a conversation with people and get sales that way.
0: The other thing is you can, um, you can, you can, and I see this all the time, you test, you can test a concept too, right? So this is your most trusted audience. If you want to pilot something, you can, you can push it out to your audience, you know, as opposed to posting it on Facebook or running ads. It's like, no, I, I just want to test, the. let me test this the, and give the best version of it, the best deal to the people that um, show interest, but also just running the concept, you know, the there's a famous type of email where you just say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Like you just said, hit reply. If this interests you, you can base your decision to even move forward based on the number of replies and so forth. Um, and you just can't do that in any other way, unless you've got an email list that you can, uh, you know, contact and you know, you're going to reach the majority of the inboxes. You never know on social media and so forth. Um, at any given time that you can reach the people that are, following you so now you are uh you run a email challenge what what actually goes on behind the scenes there and then you know how often are we are you doing that
1: yeah so i this email challenge that i do um maybe it'll be evergreen at some point. So if anyone wants to reach out, you can let me know. I'll let you know the availability of it. The way I did it uh, was specifically for authors and it's not just my email strategies and teaching. It's talking to, I interviewed, uh, six other people. Uh, so six other authors, including New York times and USA today, bestselling authors. And I wanted to hear about their strategies and their approach. And one of the things that you'll see is there's not one approach and this, um, we can either be like, oh, there's so many options where it can be empowering to realize you don't have to do it the way Derek Depker does it, the way Ray does it, the way, you know, any other person you see, uh, you can model principles of success. You can ultimately do it your own way. So what I, I found through this challenge is they're they're teaching what they do, and I also had them share some of their um either best or at least better performing emails or emails that could serve as an example or as a template for the kind of emails that you can create. And so that's important for me. I'm it's visual, it's it's one thing to take it from like, theoretically say, hey, tell an engaging story. Okay, what is that what does that mean? Share a personal revelation. Uh, I made a green bean casserole last night. Why would anyone care, right? Like, so what does that actually mean in practice with something that's been effective. So I like showing examples of that. Now here's the thing, uh, any of you, you can go out and you can sign up for people's email list, and you can get inspiration from other authors, other entrepreneurs and see what they're doing. Sometimes that's what you don't wanna do. Sometimes you go, I really don't like that particular um, style. Now keep in mind, whether you like it or not, it might still be effective. Um, also, though, you can find people who are an inspiration and who can give you ideas for emails to write and content and, and things like that. So I haven't done this myself, but I saw an author, I think it was a romance author, and she had a, a like a kind of a funny image, and it was like, caption this image, and the best caption would win a prize. And I go, that's just a cool idea for engagement, right? So I'm not just gonna steal that same image and say caption it, but it gets the wheels turning going, huh? Could I kind of have some like audience participation thing where maybe they capture uh, caption, an image, or they send in a response. And then, you know, the, you're going to later on share the the top responses that came in, which gives you a second piece of content. You're crowdsourcing answers. You're getting uh, like this kind of competition or prize going, right? So when you're on people's email lists and you're just seeing what they're doing, the idea is it gives you inspiration, gets those wheels turning for what you can do. So this is like, Just, uh, this is one of the things I could probably start with. I'm glad we got to it, which is make sure you're signed up for people's email lists, uh, which is usually not an issue. Most people are signed up for probably more newsletters than they want. Here's the thing. Good newsletters like, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Ben Settle. He's not yep. for everyone. I'm biased and I think I have a good newsletter, right? Yep. yep. Ray, I, I love your newsletter, Ray. Um, <laughs> so, you know, make sure you're on Ray's newsletter. Sign up for different people's newsletters in your industry, outside your industry. And you can use that as inspiration for your own ideas. Um, and this is, this is another side uh, note tangent that I'll just touch on briefly. It's one of those things, it's, it's a difference in, in mindset where if I'm at an event And someone starts selling something or promoting something, right? Even if I'm not interested, I'm like, ooh, I wonder how they're going to do this. How are they going to frame this? What are they going to do? Or how do I feel when they said that? Or what was the moment where I go, I didn't really feel like buying this thing, but now I feel like I want to buy it. What just happened, right? And so I'm like... I love it i, I actually want to go to a timeshare presentation i don't think i've ever been to one i, I want to go, go and i'm like that, <laughs> that might be taking
0: it a little too far that, but go ahead
1: that, <laughs> that you know kind of mentality whereas like a lot of people are like oh man they're starting to promote in in these emails or whatever i'm like you don't have to buy it or you could ignore it or or whatever but it's like i'm at least going to learn from it so i think it's funny there's actually people who um a comment like this come in like someone wanted to learn copywriting and email copywriting and then he didn't want to sign up to this guy's list and i know the guy has a, actually a really good list uh content wise it's like well wow, he's probably going to try to sell me stuff i'm like you're literally trying to learn how to sell things through emails and you're worried you might get emails that show you exactly how to sell things through emails that doesn't make sense to me um but to each their own
0: i mean that that's a whole other topic because of the the Mentality of I, I just went. It's funny you say that. I just went through this. I was on a um, Russell Brunson's event, his Two Comic Club Live event, and there was people commenting in the comments, like just complaining that he was pitching his Two Comic Club coaching, which the whole event is based around making that offer too, um, and it just you know it probably spoils them by creating so much value in the first place, but. I, I, I posted in the comments, I finally got fed up. And I said, can you, you imagine going to an event to learn about sales and marketing, and then not wanting the, you know, getting upset when the guy actually does some sales and marketing. I mean, it's just crazy. Same with the email list. You know, there's people that want, would love to have an email list, want people to buy from their email list, but get mad at you for sending emails. It's like, you, you know, Brendan Bouchard said this best, like, be your own best avatar. If you're going to, you know, if you want to learn this, you should get on other people's lists. You shouldn't get mad if they actually do send emails um, and and then learn. And that's why it's like, man, I, I got to Ben Settle because of you. I was following you. And I was like, because I was opening your emails every day and being interested. Um, great stories, great advice, and and, and like you said you do you know there's a mix sometimes you don't have a link to anything sometimes you have a link to something um either way it's i know i'm going there for the the value of the education i'm getting or from the story or from the uh just way you know changing my thinking on a topic you do that a lot very well it's just okay, hey, think about it this way versus that and so um I would encourage everybody watching this to one, get on Derek's list, but two, get on multiple lists to become good at email. It's a never ending process. And the more you do, the better you're going to get at it. And I, I just, I love the this topic because it, and, and the analogy in that it's the hub of your business, to you go know, the in, they're all coming in here and they're all coming out here back in and out. Um, because that's it's made a difference to me. So, Derek, yeah. what what's the give give us one parting shot of wisdom?
1: Yeah. So um, on email, you know, finishing up that, that kind of that idea of uh, maybe resistance to to sales and stuff like that. Now, depending on where you're at, maybe this is uh, not an issue, or maybe it is. Um, where it's like. I'll say if you resent someone else trying to sell, that will tend to be a sign that you have you're going to struggle with sales yourself. Uh, so something to to work on. I'll say this though, um, that doesn't mean you have to be super obnoxious about it. Going back to um, the Ben Settle example or the the boxing analogy, you know how you frame it. One of the things I learned, I studied NLP and one of my trainers, uh, Adriana James talks about, you can get away with almost anything if you pre-frame it properly. And so this is going back to that idea. People sign up and you're like, hey, look, I'm gonna have promotions. Hey, look, you know, at the end of this, uh, I'm gonna be offering you this coaching program. And if you don't wanna hear about it, fine. If you do, here's why I'm gonna share it with you and how it can help you. And if you set the frame properly and let them know why you're doing it and what's in it for them, then you know people are much more uh, receptive to it in general. So there's ways to do things if you're preframing it properly. And so one of my favorite examples is from Ben Settle, where it's like blatant and obnoxious sales pitch inside, and that's his subject <laughs> line, right? That's the preframe. So first of all, you're kind of curious, but then what happens when you open up the email and you get a blatant sales pitch? Can you really be upset? Right. That's the kind of thing. It's revoking the right to complain as I uh, look at it. So uh, that's one of the things that's cool about email. The the whole takeaway here, less on the tactics and more realizing, hey, this is your world, this is your experience. You know, yes, you are in service to others. Part of that can be, though, like, here's what you want to create and attract the people who are into that. If you're constantly worried about turning people off, you know, I mean, obviously don't go out there and be insulting to people at the same time. It's like, if I'm worried, Ooh, how are people going to receive this? Sometimes it means I need to change the message. A lot of times though, I go, I just need to set it up properly. Cause it's like, I, I really want to share this message with them, but I don't want them to interpret it, misinterpret it or the, or this or that. Uh, and so I just, and sometimes the best preframe is just the, the, Say what you're, you're, the hesitancy frame, as I call it, I was hesitant to share this because blah, blah, blah. I was hesitant to offer this coaching program because I know, look, it's really not gonna be for everyone. Some people don't wanna be, you know, pitch this type of thing. The same time, it'd be a disservice if I don't let you know about it because I know it could really help the people who are interested or blah, blah, blah. You know, just candor, honesty, letting people know that. And that's also what builds trust is, believe it or not, just sharing how you actually feel. So that would be the one final takeaway. Uh, for you to to sit with and reflect on how that can help you
0: I, I tell you what too that's um i think my my whole journey was started when i replied to an email with you saying hey thanks for sharing you you shared some negative feedback you got those emails actually do the best <laughs> and i know for me they do and i replied to you and you said yeah well you, if you think that was good you should check out ben settle i get into that and then then i you know but it that whole process changed my whole uh, philosophy or at least my emphasis moved to emails and it's a direct result of Derek, which is cool because now I'm interviewing him about emails and that makes it even more, more fun. Derek, thank you so much. And we're going to put a link below for you to go check out Derek and especially if you can get in one of his email challenges that'll that will get you a great jumpstart to building your business as your email becomes the hub. But thanks again, Derek. Thanks everybody for joining us and we will see you on the next session.